0: All right. Well, welcome to Behind the Player podcast brought to you by Survival Challenge. I am William Hermanot, and today I am joined by Ryan Kaiser. Am I saying that last name right? Yep, you got it. (laughs) Awesome. Not only is uh, Ryan uh, a very important member of our production team, but he is also a Survival Challenge alumni from Season 4. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, um, how what this is the first time that we've had you on the podcast co hosting. What was your just brief overall thoughts on season seven? Uh,
1: I mean, I thought it was the great, I mean, really great season. Um, it's kind of hard to like compare, like you know, when you're a player versus on like the production side, but I think definitely from the viewing standpoint, um, definitely, definitely the post merge by far the most like unpredictable, most dynamic we've probably ever seen. So it was definitely. I really just from beginning to end, it was really exciting. So I was definitely glad to be a part of it once again.
0: Awesome. Well, without further ado, let's introduce our survivor contestant. Um, this week we have Brendan with us. Brendan, how I'm you doing? doing?
2: Absolutely fantastic, Will. How are you, Ryan? Good to talk to you guys. I'm uh, super stoked to be here. Thank you for having me
0: uh without getting uh too far ahead of ourselves uh one thing that is very um that anyone who watched the live streams will remember is that um shortly after finishing the game you had probably the most severe medical uh situation on the history of survival yeah. challenge
1: happened you almost died <laughs> i'm
2: sorry i didn't hear your question there what was it
1: are you feeling good? Oh, now, yeah, yeah, or? no,
2: I'm feeling much, much better. Um, I think when I got to the hospital I had lost like fourteen pounds in water weight was what they told me. And the uh oh, the next morning, God. after they'd given me all the bags of I V fluids, they reweighed me and I had like gained all my weight back and they were like so Confused by what was going on, that they were like testing. They had, they brought in like a team of nurses to test the scale and make sure that the scale wasn't broken. They'd never seen anything well, like. What exactly sure. like?
1: What did you tell them when you got there? Like, did you like explain? It you?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Thanks I kind, I did. kind of explained. I said, "Hey, do you remember in two thousand when uh, that that uh, really big gay guy won the numbers, and then he um, he never paid his taxes and went to jail? Yeah, you remember that guy?" All right. Well, I did like a smaller version of that show, and all of them were oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. And um, the one nurse came in and said, you know, uh, from doctor to patient, I just want to let you know that's probably the stupidest thing anybody could ever do. But uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that doc any doctor is going to tell you that you should go and play Survivor. So,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's that sounds about right. Yeah, but
2: overall. um... Yeah, it was it was pretty uh, it was scary, but um, it's definitely something you can avoid, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get more into that.
0: Something that truly myself and other contestants will never forget is when you were first absent from the game, and they were bringing in the jury. They just had literally just a picture of you, and just just the way it was set up. The first instinct was like, "Oh my gosh, is yeah. he dead!" <laughs> That's, what that
2: is what That's what everybody was telling me. That's what everybody was telling me. Asking, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure um, because I had to watch from the, I had to watch from the hospital bed, you know. And uh, when I was on Facebook, you know, while trying to trying to get my perspective as a jury member, there were definitely moments where um, I saw some of the contestants, you know. Is that guy like dead? Like what what happened? You know, so it was it was actually funny seeing that. And then uh as soon as I came back and I got to talk to some of the other guys in the jury, um yeah, they told me all about that, but I I thought that was pretty funny and they brought me in on the stick.
1: Brendan. Well, uh, yeah. Got...
2: yeah. Yeah. Ryan actually came and visited me in the hospital.
1: I did. Good yeah.
0: on you, Ryan. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was a good time. Came and stayed in
0: me all night. Yeah. Well, what matters is that you're safe and you're totally in normal health and you got back in time, just in time for the I finale yes. uh, to ask questions. That was good. So that's fantastic. Um, but before we go back to the jury, let's take it all the way back from the beginning. And how did you find out about Survival Challenge?
2: Okay, so I actually found out through Reddit. Yeah um i when i started watching survivor <laughs> i instantly was drawn to the subreddit because i was already a big redditor and the problem was that i wasn't old enough to do any of these live games yet and so i had seen the the post for the live game the year before and i tagged it and i saved the uh, thing and i put a remind for one year uh on the person's page i think that page ended up being yours ryan and um
1: yeah i'm the one who posted it there yeah yeah actually, So, so last year, later. year you could have applied actually
2: um it was yeah i think i could have but i yeah, wasn't our, our...
1: 18 when you're competing at least because last year jack he turned 18 like five days before the game actually started so he applied when he was.
2: oh okay that's that. right if That's right. See, I, I didn't know it. Yeah. I just thought you had to be eighteen in general. Yeah, so like future don't, kiddos, don't give there. us a shot if you're not eighteen. But <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm I'm really glad that. Uh, in a way, I'm actually kind of glad that I waited a year because I was really, um, I was really excited about Survivor out of high school. It was like such a big dream of mine, and I think I would have really gone out. Um, I think I would have flamed out early if if I had played the game that I was looking to play right out of high school. I think having a year to like kind of mature um, outside of being in that sort of kid environment kind of helped me a little bit socially.
0: Well, that's really cool that you guys had that kind of accidental connection before you even started playing, you know? absolutely. (laughs) Now, Ryan, I don't know how involved you were with the casting process, but did you have a chance to look at Brennan before he was confirmed to be playing on the season? Um, So
1: no, I'm more involved in the casting aspect. Like really so Mike, Andy and John and Jen kind of run like like watching all the videos. Uh, Once they kind of have like a list relatively narrowed down, we get all the info and videos. And then from there, we kind of see what the cast is shaping up to be and kind of give our thoughts and any other sort of, you know, just general um, ideas or recommendations. There's, like, you know, some kind of close calls or whatever. But, knowing I mean, Brendan's definitely stood out um, as someone just, like, when I kind of first got the whole list of 24 and got to see what they said, what their bios were. It's always kind of fun to kind of see, like, you know, what's, like, you know what kind of, like, 19-18-year-old kid's going to go out there and do, and um, I mean, really, I think he actually played better than I expected him to. Uh, I think I probably would have guessed Brendan to kind of, like he said, to kind of be, like, an early flame-out kind of going, guns blazing, and uh, maybe play a little bit too hard and, um, but no, he definitely got right in there and kind of and really reasoned his way right into probably like the safest position in his tribe, I'd say. Um, so he definitely was really, really strong player. Um, you know, I'll see him go further, which really fun. Everything. Um, and more than we probably wanted him to.
2: Thank you, Ryan. I do appreciate you saying that, man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, my 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 casting video was um, man, that was so weird because that was right after I had basically accepted that I wasn't gonna be on the the real show for for that cycle of the application, and so I was just like pissed off and. I don't know. I, I, I spent like four or five minutes making it. And I just put together like the first or second take I took of every one of those shots. And like a month and a half later, I got an email and I was like freaking out. It was, it was really crazy though. It really put it in perspective that like with these videotapes that you have to make for these people, it's, it's really just about being yourself. Like if you try a bazillion times, it's never going to come out natural
0: yeah you would tell about the vacation the process on your after the challenge was over and you had a lot of insight about that that was pretty great
2: yeah yeah the uh, casting is definitely it's it's a game in itself you know it's something that uh <laughs> that you have to get over but uh yeah i mean that's that's just a whole nother that's just a whole nother conversation <laughs>
0: Well, let's let's get right into the challenge. You know, obviously, your casted. What what is that like? Twenty four hours leading up to the beginning of the challenge, and what's going through your head? What's the the do's and don'ts that you're planning at that moment, and what are you doing to prepare?
2: Oh man, so it was really weird for me because. I I wasn't one of the people that had to fly in. So I, I just drove forever and ever and ever. And halfway there, I realized that I forgot my boots. And so I was so mad and I had to turn around and I had to drive all the way back home. I got my boots. Mm-hmm. I turned back around and started driving again, restarted the whole trip. And that was really, really frustrating um uh, you did drive all the way
1: on Wednesday or did you go the day, day before.
2: Um I drove out the day before and you're right. Oh, I, I did okay. stay I stayed one night. Yeah. Um I stayed one night in Downers Grove in Illinois and then I and then I drove um and then I drove the rest of the way the next morning. Um but either way it's just a, it's just such a nerve-wracking 24 hours. I I think I went to go see the new Spider-Man like the night before, and I just – I don't even remember a single second because my mind was racing the whole time. I just couldn't think of anything other than the game and uh, what I was going to do. But uh, at the same time, you really want to tell yourself not to do that because that's something that can totally freak yourself out, you know? For sure.
0: Um, Did you have any – uh preparation like food wise right before you got into the Um, challenge
2: i just kind of ate normally i didn't i didn't want to i didn't want to like fluctuate um my diet or anything because i figured it would it would do me more harm to like be putting my body through some weird stress but i i think i had like culver's that was my last meal i think i had like i think i had like a really big burger from culver's and that was it no, nothing to nothing too crazy <laughs> with the with the preparations um yeah just kind of just kind of mentally was in my head you know I was just trying to figure out what I was gonna do uh I think the biggest thing for me, honestly was just telling myself that I knew I could do it, and even like obviously I didn't win, but you know I just just knowing that you can go out there and you can you can play like up to the game that you want. And that was something that I, I really um I really wanted to like convince myself of and I and I, I think I did beforehand and it, I think it really helped me just having the confidence to go in there and uh, play the game that I did was. Did you go out there playing. kind
1: of um, anticipating being like the youngest or one of the younger people? And, like, I think it's something I you probably did.
2: Definitely thought I was gonna be the youngest. Um I saw Becca like right on the mat out of the gate and I figured she had to be somewhere near my age. Um Colin, I know, was a little bit younger, but I didn't think that he. I still thought he was older. Um, I didn't think he was as close as he ended up being. But Becca, definitely, how comfortable
1: going in? Did you feel like you would like fit with like the cast then? Kind of having that sense about yourself.
2: I, I, I knew that you know because I'm a big character in my in my everyday life. Like when I'm around my friends, I'm one of the louder people. I'm one of the I'm one of the the more animated people, and so I realized that when you get cast on something like this, it's going to be a group of people that are all like that. They're all like that. So there's no like for me to stand out in a crowd like that, it would take a lot from a 19 year old. So I figured me being one of the younger people, it would just naturally be easier to fall into the crowd because everybody's kind of like me. Everybody's animated and loud. That makes sense. Yeah, no,
0: totally. Speaking of that, um, as you're being, you know, prepped and you're being investigated and just being checked in in general, um, obviously you're not allowed to talk to anybody, but was there any people, um, you know, you mentioned Becca, but was there any people that caught your eye as you know, that staging process was okay, happening? So
2: I get shoved into the car with David and I, I couldn't see David. Um, I, I can only see the, the seat, um, in front of me and then I'm next to Christine and I'm next to Rachel and right away I leaned forward and I just kind of like nodded to Christine and Rachel and Rachel kind of gave me like a like a she turned her head forward and I I don't know it just was it was oddly comfortable it was oddly comforting um, yeah so I mean that that definitely was something that I had on my mind going into it but as soon as you hit that Okay, you guys are allowed to talk. Here's the, you know, here's your map to your first challenge or your first, you know, go get the rewards. Um, as soon as the talking starts, it's all, it's all its own game. It's all so much different. It, it never, you can't, you can't base it off of those little head nods at the very beginning. I mean, it's, it's a start. But right. It never, you know, it never dictates the rest of your game.
0: Now. A lot of people have been saying, you know, in that very first interaction, you guys haven't even talked yet, and the first thing that you're told is, "Here's this map. The game has begun." Immediately, people are like, "Well, I don't want the map because I don't want to come up as a leader." Like, what was your thoughts um, when they just, "All right, start the game. Here's the map. Have oh at God. it."
2: I've replayed this moment in my head a million times, and here's why: because <laughs> it's so funny to me. Evan hands me the map. And I'm obviously the youngest one, and I was so stupid. I, I tried to untie the knot that they had around the scroll instead of just pulling the knot off of the scroll. And, like, three seconds after, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to slide this off and open it. <laughs> so right off the bat, I felt like I looked like an idiot. Um, but we read it all together pretty quickly, and then we just kind of booked it. Um, I I do think me grabbing the map initially might have – honestly shown that i had the chops to to do it socially because i am younger right off the bat and usually the younger people are supposed to be reserved so i think me coming forward and and uh sort of you know maybe reading the clue and saying we need to go do this this and this was a good thing on my part because we did end up getting the tarp and uh you know i i think our our tribe was pretty happy with how it turned out
0: yeah that's that's so crucial, uh, to get a tarp. (laughs) I mean, did you a fan of the Reddit? So I'd imagine you watched the previous season's content and you saw how crazy of a, of a weather wise last season was with the rain. So was having a tarp, a pretty big deal in your mind. So
2: little preface, I actually had not seen the last season. I didn't, cause I didn't have a Facebook and I didn't know that any of this was on Facebook live. So the only footage that I had to uh, base survival challenge off of was I, it was either Ryan's season or the next one that was on YouTube that they had made a, only a couple episodes for. And so I had watched that and I saw the intro and I watched like one or two of the episodes that were released. It was Adam Klein season, whichever one he was on. Um, yeah, season so five. it was that season, and um, I would seen it, and I said, you know what, this looks pretty, pretty cool. I'm gonna give this a go, um, and yeah, it, it worked out pretty. Uh, it worked out pretty good. So, nice.
0: um, so obviously, everyone's running around, and eventually, you meet up with four other people who you eventually find out are on the same tribe as you was there a certain preference for the for the other 3 people that you were originally with or were you happy to see more people what was your thoughts with your original car mates and the next four people that you met up with i
2: think had we initially established like hey whatever happens i like this four um i definitely would have uh stuck to that at least for as long as it would have uh, impacted my game, or, or, or uh, positively impacted my game, that is. But I think when the other people came, it actually was a good thing for me. I, th- I think it opened up. Um, I think it opened up a lot of avenues for me. Uh, Bobby was there, and Austin was there. Um, that was great for my game. Austin ended up being one of my closest allies, and me and Bobby worked pretty tightly for a lot of the way. Um, so it, it, it did end up being a blessing. Also, if you're on a tribe, you know, with four people, I don't know. How, I, I was scared. I was like, what are they going to make us do? So I was, I was initially terrified that I was starting out at four. So I, I mean, yeah, it was it's, uh, it was definitely a good thing that we met up with them and it's just exciting. You know, you get to meet all these other people that are in the game, you know, they, they all went through the same. Uh, stuff that you did and they all went through that same excitement of getting those emails every week out, you know, from, from playing the game. And uh, it's just cool to, to relate with people like that, even if you don't really know them or haven't talked to them yet.
0: For sure. Um, um, Right after this, we go into a little mini challenge with the boards to decide the campsites. Um, What, basing off of that that was your first real time to really look at the whole um cast you know what was your there was two two important things from this cast this year compared to last year is one um we didn't have quite an equal amount of females and males is that something that uh that you noticed and is did you have any thoughts on that? And then also there was no survivors around. Is that something that you noticed and took um notice?
2: so I on it, like I'm gonna be hundred percent honest, I originally did not even notice that there was an imbalance until Rachel brought it up. Um, and that's probably just on on me just not paying attention, honestly just being stupid. Um, but yeah, that, that was definitely something that kind of woke me up to the game almost. I was like, "Whoa, I gotta like start paying attention to like genders even, <laughs> like, I, this is real. Um, but yeah, initially I think, uh, I think that, um, you know, it was, it was, it didn't really matter for me. I, I got, I got along with everybody on my tribe. Um, I had a chance to go with Christine and, and uh and Jen at one point. Um and we probably could have flipped it and and use Bruce or Rachel because I know Rachel had been talking to Jen. Um but I mean yeah right there that's even a girl majority. So I, I really don't think it, it would have mattered. It's I just think the way it played out it didn't um it didn't end up going in in uh most of the girls favor. And what about
0: the the survivor side? Oh of things? yeah. So
2: I I did initially think that there were going to be survivors, but once they weren't there, it almost was a relief because uh, there there's this there's this almost like innate thing when when people are around these reality TV stars where they are a little bit starstruck, and 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 the fact that they have played a game of Survivor, it definitely. Helps them because they 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 can tell stories and they can share their experiences and how it's going to help you and you want to keep them around and you want to keep hearing those stories and so people do and I think that's why people like Spencer went really far on on his season of survival challenge because people didn't want to vote him off because oh my gosh it's Spencer Bledsoe and obviously that's nothing against Spencer he's an amazing player but I just think that that is a huge factor. Um, when you put people who have played survivor up against people who are really big fans of them.
0: Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Ryan? You actually played this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Which is ironic because I mean, like, I, I truly, i still do stay stay. even out, I'm told to his face, like he is the television is one of my, if not my least favorite survivors ever. Um, so it was kind of funny to like, <laughs> it's like, I was like, you know, just thinking like who would be there. I would say like, oh, maybe could be, so they gave me like, you know, cash because I was a huge fan of her. I'm like, no, th- don't give me her. Of course, they gave me like the antithesis of her and give me this play with Spencer. Um, so I was like, okay, whatever, I'll make do with this. And he and I are like, the same age, um, kind of similar backgrounds and just, you know, places in life. So we actually got along really well, um, which is like just kind of still humorous. But my season was interesting because we had – so there was three tribes of eight, and on each tribe there were two survivors. And really, each tribe kind of handled them completely differently. Like, I would kind of say um, the tribe with Jason and Purple Kelly, they were very much, like, at the top of the pyramid. Um, I don't think it was really so much for, like, a starstruck factor. They were just – I mean, obviously, I mean, who wants to vote out Jason, pre merge? is, like, you know, the strongest guy there. Um, well, and then on the other tribe, there was Matt Bischoff and you Nina know, Acosta – and just like get the first to go um, and I think they I think they were the second and third out of their tribe I, think, I believe um, this guy John went before them and then in between where we didn't like throw them at the bottom but we didn't look. Um, so I, I had Spencer and then Twyla was on well, we didn't like push them aside but we didn't really let them control things either um which they kind of became honestly like my core I mean and it wasn't even so much like I said I mean I didn't care for Spencer so it definitely wasn't a starstruck thing with him in the slightest but I think it just like our personalities just smashed. like kind of me Twyla um and Spencer and this other girl Rachel would end up kind of being with us it's kind of just it felt just like very grounded setting with the survivors so I think it's kind of Cool and interesting that my my season was kind of like a very like three completely different dynamics when it came to those and um, it was definitely cool to play with them but I don't think really at least for me it was never a point of I looked at them as sort of the first thing you do you see them like see it, yeah they're there but then like once they're like really with your tribe they're just a member of your tribe and that's kind of mm-hmm. how I treated it um, I think it's really cool having you know them there but it's also I think mean, just as great not having them in the game because it just I think it creates a more pure experience for all the players and the cast. I mean, I think whether we do or don't have and, you know, seasons to come, I think it's, it's a cool little feature of the game, but I don't think it's, um, you know, there's so much I can go on with or without them. I think it's a great experience either way.
2: It's definitely interesting to like hear the perspective of somebody who played it. Cause I mean, obviously I didn't, uh, play with any survivors so it is cool to hear that that it, there wasn't really like a star struck factor I, I just feel i i don't know why i just feel like some people like i personally would have probably kept a survivor around knowingly no like knowingly you know that i shouldn't <laughs> that i should them out, hmm. but i probably would have kept them because i would want to talk to them all the time so <laughs> good on you ryan
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome well Take us into uh, the first night with your tribe, which is one of the most fun but also crucial points as it's your first real impressions on the rest of the tribe mates. And it's the first time where you really have to start figuring out who do I see myself going far with. Break us down what happened in that first night with uh, Tribe Zika.
2: All right. So to, to keep it short on the challenge side, it went phenomenal because we walked out of there with two tarps and we went back to camp and we were able to set up fire from ashes that had been put out like way earlier. So we set up a whole fire. We had two tarps. We had one to lay in and we had one over us. So right off the bat, we are feeling comfortable when it comes to the shelter. And that gave us a lot of time to socialize. So right after we get back to camp, people start splitting off. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, I want to go look at this. Oh, I want to go see that. Um, Because we had like this river, we had like a post, and then we had a really deep woods. So there was a lot going on at our camp. And uh, I think initially when they started pulling people away from confessionals, that's when people started to kind of break up. Um, Initially, I think I went over while Austin was going down to look and, you know, go and see what our river looked like. And I went down to him and we started talking and um, me and him instantly kind of had like a, you know, like a good feeling about each other uh, from my perspective, at least. And uh, right away, we both agreed. We said, like, who who else do you think would be good? And we both said Rachel because she was, you know, more on the younger side. I, I felt like she related uh, more with us than than she did with with Bobby or uh, David I obviously can't say that for sure. I probably related with all of them realistically the least cause I have the least life experience, but, uh, for the most part, us three felt like a pretty natural pairing um, from the very beginning. And that was like really the first alliance that had formed for me. I, I talked with Austin and then we said, who else do you want to bring in? And it instantly went to Rachel. Um, as time progressed and more and more groups started forming, it eventually got into a group of, I think it was me, Rachel, Bobby and Bruce. And we were all standing there and we're all talking. And Bruce was the one who brought up, do you guys want to be in an alliance? And at this point, Bruce had kind of been getting on some people's nerves Um he he was like I he was just making like some pretty outlandish and like like comments that were I I don't know it it was just like things that were shocking from um, somebody who you had just met um, it, not to say that they were like bad things but it was just like whoa like that's kind of out there for just meeting you a few hours ago um so just the little comments and I think from that moment me and Bobby and Rachel all kind of looked at each other and we just knew we looked at each other and we're like yeah. Yeah, this is uh this is a good four but um as soon as Bruce went off the confessional it became pretty clear that it was uh me, David, Bobby, uh Austin and Rachel and that was going to be the five on our tribe. So right right away, I mean day 1 it was it was pretty pretty clear. Um and so from there I felt pretty comfortable because Jen had already played survivor uh survival challenge, I'm sorry. She'd already played survival challenge. Um so I knew that people were a little antsy about her. Uh, Christine, I love Christine to death. She's like my, my second mom. She's so nice. But the only knock that I have on her game is that she kept portraying that she wasn't there to play all the way. She kept talking about how she kept talking about getting voted out. And to me, that was just like a sign of, um, that was just a sign of vulnerability that I, I really I didn't feel like was something that I could move forward with with my game, um, at least not that early. Had it been later in the game, maybe because the paranoia gets really strong, but especially that early, I, I needed people that were really confident that we were going to go far. Um, and then Bruce, obviously, he, he was uh, getting us on some people's nerves, and then the second day he ate all the food while we were – he ate all the berries that me, Christine, and Jen had picked the day before while we were all asleep. And, uh, I think that was uh, actually like one of the, one of the final straws, um, for him, but yeah, right on day one, there, there was a, there was a pretty easy, um, five, uh, assembled and I had a three within that five and I had a two within that three in my head. So I felt fantastic on day one. I had two tarps of fire and a great set of alliances.
0: Awesome. Uh, anything else to add, Ryan?
2: No, I think I
1: think it's I kinda of like touched on it earlier where I think Brian did, did a great job of kind of integrating himself and finding and even more important than that always is finding like a majority within that majority. Um so yeah, whenever they all kind of kinda up. Um, I can't remember if it was more the first night or the second night where those kind of relationships started to come out. Um just a few different people talking, but definitely very very clear that. Um, Yeah, like Brendan was definitely, confidently the most secure person. Just no matter where the Zika tribe ended up going.
2: All
0: right. Well, now for a very important question: Did you get any sleep that night?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I slept uh, very. uh, I slept very kind of half-assed next to Bruce outside of the shelter. (laughs) We were. We were on like, a, on like a pretty short slope, and I had no problem being off the tarp um, just because I knew it, you don't want to like force yourself into any conflict. So I was just like, you know what? If I'm going to fall off the tarp, I'm not even going to say anything. So it happened to me. Luckily, I had Bruce on my right closer to the woods than me, and he obviously – because if it was bad for me, it was even worse for him. Man, I felt horrible for that guy. He was he was like halfway in the woods. I swear to god the right side of his body looked like a balloon in the next morning, man. He got bit up everywhere. He had mosquito bites all over his body. I felt awful. And he complained the whole night. He hey guys, can we scooch up? Can we pull this tarp up? I'm in the woods. and it was perfect for my game because people felt bad that I was over there, but they also were I feel like they liked the fact that I wasn't bitching about it. So I I think originally, like, even though I didn't really get that much sleep, I was kind of half asleep. I I think the sleeping arrangements on night one were something that um, actually positively impacted my game. Awesome. I think
1: it's true. think it's through the whole, the old thing, I think it's Boston. that maybe you want to mention. this, like the kind of who people sleep next to is who they end up 100%, working with 100%. in the game.
2: Yeah, I, absolutely. Something. Absolutely. It is. Um, and that was part of the reason that I really wanted to put myself away from that. I wanted to be somebody that nobody could put their thumb on. I, I didn't, I slept in between Christine and Bruce uh, on the very end, you know, I, I wasn't sleeping next to, next to Austin and Rachel who were cuddling all night. Uh, so, you know, that that was something that I think kind of masked me. I think that helped me play both sides because, you know, when Austin and Rachel are the last two in the shelter in the morning and, and they're cuddling, it's pretty obvious who's working with who at that point. At least it looks so from the outside.
0: Totally. Um going into the next morning what and just the moments leading up to the first day of challenges um overall in the game there was a lot of talk about tribe swaps how much of that had happened at tribe zika
2: okay so this was also part of the reason that I didn't want jen around for my game is because she continuously would talk about the previous season. Um she continuously talked about what was going to happen because it happened last year and you know I and I didn't I didn't know what happened last year and I didn't I didn't want the game I didn't want our tribe's game going in the direction of what she was saying based on her game from last year. That didn't make any sense to me. So when I woke up Sounds I Sounds like and, someone on the Upan tribe was doing a little bit of that too if I remember right. <laughs> yeah maybe something like that <laughs> but uh yeah i uh i <laughs> i didn't uh I didn't want her to uh impact the direction of uh my game at least um but so I just kind of blocked out all the talk about anything when i when I play survivor, and this will be true if I'm making it on the real you know if I'm going out there whenever um this tribe before that tribe. That's my motto is I play on this tribe before I worry about that tribe. I, I don't care if we swap. If we swap, I'll figure it out then. But do you, my mind was always focused on the tribe that I was in at that moment. And say I got tribe swapped and I'm up numbers five to two. That doesn't mean that my five is going to take out that two because I play for that tribe and not the other tribes. Those people are now a part of this tribe, so we're all the same tribe now. Like that—that's the mentality that I—I I walked into it with.
1: Yeah, and I think that's good too. I, I always say like the best way to approach the game is just to be as adaptable as possible. Um, it, it's funny from the like production side, you know. Obviously, I mean, I like do something different just to like keep people on their toes. So it was kind of funny listening to and they like it's literally every confessional was saying like, oh, it's always worth it, you know we'll have our day one rewards and full tribes I can't I can't remember truly like one person saying oh, I'm prepared to vote within this exact group of eight um well that was like oh they've never they've never not had a tribe swap when it was your first season on filming saying that that was the that was the one year there was no swaps so it's kind of funny you made that comment but um yeah no, <laughs> I was hearing all like the different theories of what's going to happen and like, even as, like, the hours and days where I was like, oh, it's going to happen at, you know, now, or maybe, okay, now it's going to happen at 18. Well, now it's going to happen at 15. It's, it's just funny. Um, you know, obviously, <laughs> we're thinking two steps ahead of the players, how to keep them, you know, guessing. It's going so to be a – It's going to
2: be a – 100% It's going to be a funny – It's going to be a funny confessional when that comes out, Well.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: we, we are already talking about yeah. putting a uh, uh, highlight reel all the times the swap was mentioned and just ending it um John saying merge. Yeah, <laughs> and that's,
2: that's funny. Oh, I can't
0: wait I put together because yeah, it's it's we we will continue to keep talking about this as we talk about season seven with everybody. It is insane about how many times a swap was mentioned. The swap was mentioned more this season in actual seasons that actually had a swap. I kid you not. I think it was
2: the the anticipation. I really do. I think everybody had it on their minds at one point or another. I think because people started talking about it, um, production started to say, Hey, people are talking about tribe swaps. What do you think about that? I think it started to get on their (laughs) minds more. I think it's just a big snowball effect of what's going to happen.
1: Maybe, but we love it when you guys are dumb, so yeah, we're gonna ask those questions for sure.
0: <laughs> like the, those, those, the when you said that yeah, question, Brendan, I can just hear John saying that echoing in my head. <laughs> just like, just keeping so us on.
1: Perfectly too, like, so I've been heard through the talks of tribe slap. Brendan, what do you think about that? You know, it's still hasn't happened yet. Do you think it's gonna happen? Yeah, it's funny.
0: Uh, all right, well going into the first few challenges of the reward day, um, what was your strategy going into the challenge side of survival challenge?
2: Um, So I wanted to be a, I I had a very clean cut strategy going into it on the physical side. And this was something that I actually didn't really think of uh, when I was considering my survivor, you know, game. And, and this is something that actually my brother um filled me in on because he he him and I are huge Survivor fans. Alex, if you're listening to this, what's up? Um he's basically like the reason that I love Survivor. And so when I was telling him that I was going to do this, he was telling me, Hey man, you have to look out because you're a young college guy who is in good shape. And if you go to the far in the merge, people are gonna get you out because of your physicality. You can't let that can't let that affect your game. You're going to have to do something about that. And so my plan going in was to be a physical, uh, a physical, you know, attribute to my original tribe. But as soon as I get to the merge, throw everything until at least the final seven, that was my original goal. And I think if I could have sat at the end there and explained, you know, I knew that being a young college guy, you know, negatively impacts the perception of uh of someone's physical strength in this game then I need I needed to do that and I think that could have helped me uh helped my my case at the end but obviously that did happen so <laughs> uh I probably should have tried harder on the first challenge instead of going up to every single person and saying I'm throwing this just tell me I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so the first few challenges Um, Zika actually came in last that first challenge take us through what was it like finally getting your feet wet uh, actually probably literally um, (laughs) for the first challenge and it feeling like the game had really started but then also what it was like uh, ended up coming in last for that first challenge
2: um so right off the bat they tell us hey we're having this water challenge but if if you guys have shoes, you should probably wear them because we can't guarantee that you're not going to cut your feet or anything like that. So I very stupidly kept my, my boots on. And that was the worst decision I ever made because (laughs) it was so hard to swim in those boots, man. I, I was huffing and puffing for air. I, it was ridiculous how hard it was. Um, but you know, I, in regards to the challenge, coming in third is is.
1: Why did you wear like hiking boots versus like tennis shoes? I, I, I wanted, I always wanted that Belmont game, but so just I just wanted to think like you like, do this outdoor like.
2: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I brought, I bought like a pair of, um, like day hiking, like, kind of just like waterproof everything, boots. Like they, they were really durable. They weren't gonna, they were gonna break or burn or you know any holes or anything and i didn't have any idea what i was in for so i figured shit man carl from david versus goliath wore freaking cowboy boots this this can't be the worst thing um but i i do think if i could do it over i i think i'd wear like woo's woo's little water shoes those are cool the toes those things were sweet uh,
0: that's that's what I hired on, and as far as I know, I was the only contestant to have water shoes. Wait, you so. you
2: actually wait? Did you did you have water shoes, or did you have the did you have like yeah. shoes? the blue shoes?
0: Entire event.
2: You had the toe ones. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even know that. I'm so jealous. I wish I would have done that. Were they nice? Was it like? <laughs>
0: you have no idea dude it was
2: so jealous i'm so jealous uh (laughs) next time next time for sure
0: (laughs) take take note of that um obviously uh even though you guys came in last for that first challenge you guys ended up doing a pretty decent uh for for uh at least you guys were never way behind and you guys knew that you were pretty physical um one thing that was interesting in the morning was the uh the one with the ropes and the blocks because um shout out to Uh, Upon,
2: Upon
0: destroyed it immediately leaving the other two tribes to try it over and over again and something that was very interesting is that it really kind of tested the the uh the limits of working together as a team was there anything interesting to come out of that challenge
2: very 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 Uh, because yeah we, because the when we lost the first challenge man that was demoralizing cuz we we had done so well the day before and all we had talked about was keeping the ball rolling and so it I, it honestly was demoralizing we we were so upset when we lost that we got to this challenge and and we knew that it was between us and Kia and we were determined to not to not lose it and that was honestly the first time in the game i think when people started getting pissed at one another on my tribe at least and and honestly i think i was included but it was it's a genius part on production to to put that challenge in there because that is a damn hard challenge you see that on tv and you see how they all pull it and you just see the one person walk up and place it but it's really not that easy it takes so much communication to do that challenge it is so yeah that i think that was the first one where people started to get on each other's nerves and uh and, and listening was a, was a very big part for, for my success in that challenge. Um, I never wanted to be the one telling anybody what to do.
0: Awesome. Um, so another crucial challenge that happened on reward day was the slingshot one oh where yeah, people get mixed up into pairs and then thrown in with other teams. Who did you end up getting paired up with? Was there any reasoning behind it? And just go through the challenge with us and your experience with competing with like really like side by side with some of the other tribe people.
2: Oh, man. I, did, I think I got paired up with Christine, was it? I'm not even sure. I, I, this sounds really mean. I hate that I'm even saying this, but I honestly don't remember because whoever I was with, I'm pretty sure did nothing. And they stood in the back the whole time. <laughs> um but i i don't remember who it was uh to be honest with you though but i I do i do remember that you were you were in my group um
0: oh yeah no I, i definitely remember being with you
2: um and i remember donna was in my group and i remember jason being on the slingshot and being the only one with any strategy he was a beast about that or jason it was jason right or was adjusted on the sling yeah, jason, think so right? yeah jason had like he was just bombing them to the corner it was sweet but uh yeah that challenge was fun that challenge was fun i, I just it hurt <laughs> those bail <laughs> those bales of hay hurt
0: with that challenge and the other challenges passed, at this point in the game is there any standout competitors from the other tribes
2: um the last challenge so the the, so the board challenge uh had we done the one okay i'll tell you the first time that i noticed somebody was like whoa and it was anthony and i knew i knew we should have got his (laughs) ass out of there because it was when we were doing the uh the one where where we had to hold the sandbags with the what's it called where you're like holding hands basically with the with the plates um I'm not, about saying it right, but th- that challenge. challenge. And the high five challenge. Yeah. So, man, Anthony was an absolute monster in that, in that challenge. That was the first time I was like, I went to my tribe and I said, I don't care what we do as long as he's not in the game when I'm, when we get to the birds, like, geez, that guy was an animal in that challenge. And that, that was the first time I really felt physically scared against, um, against competing against somebody. And, Lo and behold, he ends up winning the first immunity challenge at the merge, and I go home. So <laughs> it, was, it was full circle, right?
0: Um, another important challenge that happened on reward challenge day was the matching game where Austin um, wanted an advantage, but he had to give it to another um, tribe member that was not on his own tribe. What was your thoughts on that?
2: Um, I, I wished it was me. That was my thought. I, I, I was, damn, why was that not me?
0: Well, He couldn't be his own tribe.
2: No, no, I'm saying I wish I could have chose somebody. <laughs> oh, I, not, that, that made, that made such a difference in Austin's game. I'm sure. Uh, I know him and Sam, the girl that he ends up giving it to are still best friends of this friggin' day. Uh, so I know it made a difference in his game. But yeah, I I did think it was cool. And I thought Austin played it very well because he told us all right away. He told us all right away that he gave it to Sam, but he made us promise that we wouldn't tell her Um, smart game move on his part. Had any of us ever wanted to cross Austin, um, that probably would have been the ammunition to do it that or the fact that or what you had told me, well, you told me in the game that Austin had one pirate Koga Pelly or whatever. And I, <laughs> and I went right up to him while he was peeing and I said, hey, bro, did you win Survivor? And he looked at me and he said, what? And I said, have you played one of these and won?" And he said, uh, 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 no. And then I said, OK. And I walked away. Five minutes later, this guy walks up to me and goes, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know I I didn't play, but I was uh, I was here last year and I filmed, and I was like, oh, okay, and right then I was like, okay, this guy. <laughs> so, but regardless, well, the thing is, like, yeah, with that I with that question
1: laugh. you asking him, I mean, like, you already know the answer because like you wouldn't ask like that a question if you didn't know. Since Bryce didn't just like own up to it right then and there, but. yeah,
2: I I was too, but I also caught him like so off guard like i walked up to him in between a challenge right right during that action when when the tribe mingling happened will and i walked right up to him he's using the restroom said what's up austin i'm gonna pee next to you and he said okay (laughs) and we're we're like we're like probably two feet away we're both turned and i just said hey man did you play it with a version of this survivor and he just froze up so i really don't think he was ready for it um, I don't so okay let me hear your thoughts because I how do you approach a situation like that like if somebody has like one like what do you keep that to yourself if they're one of your close allies Do you let them know that you know so that it's like I won't share your secret and you can trust me or like how would you have played it because I don't know if I did it right
0: um well for me because Austin like a few other people including myself had uh, some background and ties with other people involved in survival challenge Um, my initial way to um, go at that situation is just to never have that situation. It's just to air out everything I possibly could to just not even have that situation come up in the first place. I think Austin was one of the more conservative people that had history that kept it under wraps for the most part. Um, Yeah, I I think
2: he did did a really good job. I don't think anybody really knew.
0: Yeah, I think – I think he had, honestly, he had a lot more history outside of Survival Challenge in regards to live Games, as far as important history goes. Like I said, you know, he, he played in, um, he hasn't played in Survival Challenge before, and he's helped out. Um, I don't know if he said he specifically filmed, but he's never filmed for Survival Challenge.
2: I think bro. he just said he was volunteering or something, but I mean, it was along the lines of like, hey, man, I was here before, but I, I haven't played in this.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would but I, I think it's funny, right? Because I told you my strategy of just like, hey, just airing, all, all, mm. airing it all out. But also knowing that some people had connections. And me knowing that not all of them were going to come clean. I use that in people like you and be like, hey, do you know who these people are? And their history? You know, mm. I told you about David Crowley first. Uh, which you told me you didn't know, but
1: you did, and I figured I did, that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that, well, no I, I have a
1: question for you, though. Yeah. yeah. With that approach, did you think that that maybe almost make you look like kind of like a troublemaker, like trying to like between people? Cause that was that I mean, I think I would have been someone who, um, like, if I like recognized a face like that knew me, I'd probably, like have to immediately come playing with you know my history, but. Um, At the same time, I think I'd be hesitant to kind of like really like out somebody because it almost maybe would maybe make me worry that I'm gonna look like this kind of like you know tattletale or just like Mm. trying to stir the pot. Did you did you like read all about that affecting their perception of you?
0: Well, I think I'll I'll explain it and then I'll ask Brendan about how it actually came out (laughs) and see. Okay, yeah, no, no, let's see it. I did. So my way is, I didn't just bring it up to a group. I would bring it one-on-one with people and using it as a sign of trust with people who are considered closest. Without myself to a group, but I never would out other people as a group, at least for the most part. There may have been one or two instances where that was different, but only not with an entire tribe, but with like specific small groups. But for the most part, it was just one-on-ones because I wanted to be a very, hey, I'm only telling you this kind of information, trust bonding kind of stuff. And I would never open with that. you know. I would make sure that I had some history with them, you know, and talk to them small talk beforehand. And then when it seemed like it was a good moment, like a good beat to like mention some game talk, that's when I would bring it up. And I was kind of similar with Brendan because like Brendan, like you mentioned, we played in that game together with the slingshot and we, we kind of chit chat a little bit and you were probably, yeah, you were the first person I talked to on Zika and the first person I had a real opinion on, on that tribe. And I remember when we were just kind of chilling in between challenges, you know, when we were kind of intermingling, I remember coming up to you and started talking more, but then also, okay, let's let's show my cards a little bit more and see if I can get some trust across uh, enemy lines, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I don't know if it came across as me, hey, I trust you, you know? And I didn't even say, let's team up, just kind of laying the foundation of, I'm giving you options that, hey, I could be a reliable person to work with because I'm giving you information, you know? I,
2: I almost think like your strategy is so spot on. There's just one part that you're missing and it is that verbal communication of trust. I think if you were to come forward and s- kind of say towards the end of it, hey man, I know our games aren't really, you know, at a point where they can meet or, or or work together right now, but if and when we do get paired up, I would I can trust you, I'd like to work with you or something along those lines cause I, I did see your side of things from my perspective. It was so early. And like I said, my, my whole outlook on the game is I'm worried about this tribe before any other tribe. And that tribe was Zika. So for me, I was, I was so concerned with, okay, I don't want any outsider information to mess up the dynamic of my tribe because <laughs> I felt like where I was at, I was already okay. And so I took your information and, I did. I did play off, like I didn't know David because I wanted to see what else you knew. I, I wanted to see, like, if I if I had come out and said, "Oh yeah, dude, I already know that," then maybe you're, you you would have thought, "Oh, okay, well, maybe he knows everything on his tribe," and, and you wouldn't have told me anything else. But I, you know, I, I think me acting maybe like, "Oh, what, what? You know, what? What else? What else?" You know, <laughs> I think that might have coerced you to tell me a bit more. So I, I, it, it's so it's just a weird trippy conversation because you know i sit with you now i sit with you here now and like i feel like i can talk with you about anything if we're if we're buddies but like <laughs> sitting there there's just this this tribal tension where you're like i i want to talk to you but i can't say too much and right. it's it's really just that fine line but yeah i i honestly think your strategy was 100 on par the only problem because like you said it wasn't like you came up to me hey what's up like this 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 and this it was like we had like kind of seen each other we had talked and we sat down alone and it kind of naturally came out i think had you kind of just like capped it off with hey man like we end up swapping or merging like let's let's lock it down let's work together i think that could have worked not only for me but i think for a few other people you might have been able to assemble an army or something
0: well with in taking this um you know information about Austin and finding out that that wasn't information that was being spread around um, camp. Unlike David, um, was that information that you brought to other people, or is that something you just kept with you in Austin?
2: Okay, so this is where it gets really interesting about the the information regarding Austin because I was using that as my trump card, my the ace in, <laughs> the ace in the hole, dude. And let me explain why because. When it got to that point of five uh, on my tribe, um, and I, I knew, I knew like if I ended up going with Austin and, and Rachel, I knew that they were super tight. Like they made friendship bracelets for each other. Like they didn't make me a goddamn friendship bracelet where was mine, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> thought we were in a final three or whatever. So I knew going like I knew kind of as the game went on. Austin is kind of feeding me some BS and I and I thought there was a good chance that if and when we got to a final three, they would cut my ass and they'd go to the final two together. So my ace in the hole was had, had that happened, I was going to tell Rachel like very last second, yo, I don't know if you know this, but Austin has played in one. He told me I've heard from other people. I didn't want to tell you until now because I wanted to get here but we can't let him go to the end again he will win he will talk about it i was going to blabber so hard about it little did i know that rachel has played survivor too so that ended <laughs> up that ended up being a complete bust but uh at the time in my head it sounded like a fantastic idea <laughs> uh
0: what's so great about that whole situation is that all this stuff that was brought about it um i did not know about till like days after the challenge was over because in my that you played it off like you didn't know any of the information but i always perceived you as a very intelligent and very competitive player um in fact it made Uh, me out you uh at first because when you played in that slingshot challenge you were going 110 percent. you were making some crazy catches i was like damn uh i need to like keep my distance from this guy's Cause he seems like he's like in this to win it. And I also got the impression that you really had this aura that you knew what you were doing, whether you did or not. And dare I say, it almost seemed like you had, even though I had no sources telling me that it just kind of had that aura about you of just, I know how I want to play this game. Almost like if it was backed by experience, even Though I totally wasn't. that's kind of the one to me, but the more I got to know you, the more approachable you seemed. And that's kind of when I, when I, it was, you were kind of the person that was dangerous and I didn't know if I wanted to work with, but I wanted to be close so I could keep an eye yeah, on If that yeah, makes like, any like sense. Keeping your, you know?
2: keep, keeping your enemies under your arm. I, I know what you're saying. <laughs>
0: so, so me telling you that information after that, I was like, I don't know if that did anything, honestly, I was just kind of really the information was less important and me just kind of gauging your reactions and just, seeing you know how you reacted to that conversation how you reacted to me that was really more what i was looking for rather than um whether you knew the yeah, information yeah, or not, definitely. you know well, i mean
2: thank you i i do appreciate that and honestly that kind of sucks in a way because i that was like if you if you were to listen to any of my like pre stuff it was all about how i want to play this dumb kid and I wanted, and I, you know, I wanted to be the, I wanted to be the, the, fr- the goofy frat kid that, that didn't really know what was going on. And, the, you know, I, I wanted to be a non-entity and so it, it kinda, it kinda does like, it kinda in a way sucks that I couldn't, um, I couldn't like mask some of that or, cause I, I don't know, I, I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna be like, uh, like a smart I didn't want to come across as smart to my tribe. I wanted to be like an idiot. (laughs) I wanted them to, I wanted them to think that they could drag me all the way to the end and win.
0: Um, unfortunately, I mean, I won't speak for, uh, each member of UPON, but I know the general consensus of you from UPON is that you were a standout player and we were talking about other teams. You were a player that we remembered from that first day. So, (laughs) um, on people's radars pretty quickly uh, uh unfortunately I
2: got I got to figure that out somehow I just got to shut my goddamn mouth that's what it is man <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what it is dude Oh man God
0: Well before we get past the reward day challenges Ryan did you have anything you wanted to add I guess
1: is to rewind clip qu- quickly um Brendan, had you won that advantage
2: that Austin did what would have been your I I was that before or after the barter? Do you guys know? I think it was, was after, right?
1: Well, before, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I think that was, I think that was the barter.
1: Was the end of the day.
2: The, the barter challenges. was at the end of the day before, right?
0: The barter was at the end of the day after all the reward oh, really? day challenges.
2: Okay. Yeah. Because well, I was going to say, like, really. Um, like I I would have I would have picked somebody random I guess because I I didn't know I the the first like real connection that I had made like on another tribe I think was Becca because and like if I had if I had had to give an idol to anybody in the game regardless um it would have been Becca because I me and her just sort of like had that look when I was like oh hey like how old are you and she's nine and she's like oh I'm 19 and I was like when were you born and she's a few months younger than me and I was like. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm 19 too. Uh, and I don't know. It, we just kind of looked at each other and just kind of clicked. Like if we're, if either of us are going to go far in this game, it's got to be together. And so had I had to give an idol to anybody, it would have been her. However, at that moment, I, I really don't know. I, I just would have been a game time decision. Um, I probably would have looked at everybody on the tribes. And I honestly would have asked who wants it and if anybody i would if anybody <laughs> said anything then i would have gave it there would have them. been no hands shooting up of that oh i that I, I you know but think about it if you're on the bottom and somebody says who wants who wants this item? <sighs> you're going to raise your hand if you feel like you're going home next like that would be such good drama i was so there for that so
0: Oh, i i wish it would happen just no, to see a drama i, wish it
2: would I... I, <laughs> I do it that's
0: a damn good challenge. Oh man, that's fantastic. All right. Well, unfortunately for Zika, you guys um came in last for War Challenge Day. What was the vibe like going back to oh wait actually before I get back to camp life, um were you sent with the uh with the people from your tribe who is going to barter? Were you involved in that process at all?
2: Barter, and that was honestly so stupid of me i should have went right back to camp i i thought it was gonna be like an opportunity for us to sit down and maybe talk um it was not at all it was very quick um and i was so i was so naive because david and bobby had found during during that challenge when they got to run away and they got to look at whatever was in that bag uh I, I don't remember how it all went down, but they, they got some sort of bag and there was an idol clue in it. And they were over there for like 10, 15 minutes talking, whatever, whatever, whatever. They come back and they're like, oh yeah, they gave us an apple. And I I knew something was up, but like, I don't know why. I just kind of like put it off. I forgot about it. And then when they did the barter and they split us up, I just was not a part of the group that went back. But that was when they all went back and they tore our freaking camp apart. I knew – I knew something was different, man, because they tore our freaking camp apart. There was rocks everywhere. And that was when David found the idol. And I think that was really the moment that David and Bobby um, solidified their bromance, for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um be- before we get to camp uh another in- interesting note i don't know if anything happened in your mind about that but there was also after the barter an offer for exile oh Island. my
2: gosh uh, i take? totally forgot about this well see this is why you're great man you're reminding me of the parts that i don't remember <laughs> um okay so also i left this out of the barter because i, I was bringing this up because of becca but upan had literally nothing and I was like totally joking with Becca, and I was like, "Hey, I like your hat. Like, want to trade hats, whatever." Uh, and that I think was like the first time that I like really connected with somebody was like that joking moment because we were all just having a good time laughing, whatever. Hmm. Um, and then a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's a shame.
2: Yeah, nobody, nobody wants <laughs> it. It's okay. I want it. Uh, that's- oh, by
0: the way. <laughs> but- Know your name? That was a pretty iconic thing. Oh, the Buckethead kid. Yep,
2: yep. <laughs> I think I think you know I think that did me some favors. I I liked the Buckethead. I, I think it was a fun part of my uh my persona on the on the game. <laughs> I think it was funny. But um, uh oh yeah. So the exile thing, man. We instantly said no. There's no way I because it's such a short game. You know, you don't want to do that to somebody. It's just like. I know, I know. When you watch, when you watch on TV, you see it, and you're like, "Well, hell yeah, I'd, I'd send him to exile. Why wouldn't I? Like, what do you, What do you mean? You know, whatever. But oh man, you can't do that to people when you're there and you're all sit. I mean, we had slept together the night before. But you just can't. It's just so hard to look somebody in the face and say, like, "Yeah, we did that." Um, the now, other well, thing you is you were.
0: Well, you never well, want to be the, the first person. Nope, I was there for the whole barter and exile island talk.
2: Did that's that's were, what like, I was getting, getting to. to you never want to do it, like, but oh my God. your tribe, your freaking tribe was so close. You got Jason was pushing it hard. He wanted uh he wanted to send people to exile. So now Brendan, from your I know
1: about, you, that is my at, you t- at that tribe. Like what's your the other tribe? I'm like, thinking you guys
2: saying... are a are a frickin' mess because right out right out of, right of the gate uh you guys have nothing you you come to the barter with absolutely nothing and then you guys are debating sending your tribe mates to exile after one night and i was like oh my gosh you guys must hate each other like what could have possibly happened to make jason want to send somebody else off alone into the woods that's got to be terrible so yeah we didn't know what was going on dude oh.
0: That's so funny because that is like okay, so like your interpretation is so far off of the reality. I need to know. Right? I need to So Oopunk
1: Yeah. Well I mean that's funny, like in second. the game though, yeah. like perception at least like I would have thought the exact same thing as Brennan there yeah, that drives the mess.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just think it's really funny. because um, the reality is we came in second, we had all the items we wanted and we literally had no reason to barter, but we were required to go to the barter. But John said that we were allowed to bring no items. That's what we did. Ended up being a good move because someone, I think from Kia, what? had an advantage that left them to
2: pull an item from any oh, other tribe on the barter. Demoralizing. I thought, I thought we were about to pull it off, too, because we were about to trade, because we had fire. So we were going to trade them fruit. We were going to get some rice because uh, we had a pot, too, or something. And then... Oh man, it, you know it, it's 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 a good game move, right? But Lance, man, the way Lance did it was so demoralizing, man. He pulled it out at the last second, made me he disrespected us, bro. But honestly, good on him. It was it was entertaining uh, from that end, I'm sure. Uh, it, it, I mean, dude, the way he pulled it out, he's like all right, well, this has all been really interesting, but we're actually going to take your fruit and your pot because we have this advantage. And I was like, no, you got to be kidding me. Oh, yeah. Barter barter was a fun time, though. And it's just like a fun game experience. Like, get to go and do something that's uh, – you, you feel like you're at, like, one of the Survivor Summits almost.
0: For sure. As far as the Exile Island talk goes, um, well, I will definitely love to talk to Jason about it when he gets his episode. But my understanding is, um, he knew that he was on the bottom half of the tribe, or he was at least uh, aware that he was on the outs. So he needed to make a move. Um, but in reality, um, Upon, and he knew this, Upon was super tight and it logistically made no sense for us to split up at any point. Yeah. Um, but Jason just necessity had to push it. And then also me and Becca were like, well, we got to tell Jason no, but we can't do it in a way where we're being like super rude to him. Like we have to hear him out. Um, so it's like, we were pretending to consider it more okay. than we yeah, were no, actually no, willing sense. to. Consider.
2: You don't want to, you don't want to ostracize him too much. Um, definitely, but it, it does. Exactly. So you're basically saying that Jason was, was scrambling pretty hard. Um, Honestly,
0: I think I was just trying to make a move. I'm not scrambling. I think he saw an opportunity for a move. He knew that he was uncertain about his position, and this was a great time to shuffle the cards. Let me ask you
2: Do you think that that him doing that further solidified that he needed to go first?
0: I mean, I definitely used it to my advantage. (laughs)
2: All (laughs) right. There's the answer to that. I made sure I brought up to the try. Good move. Good
0: move. Exile Island, but we love you guys because we're the tightest tribe in Survival Challenge history, and we're all going to stick together as one happy family, you know? (laughs) As
2: as the uh, mantra goes.
0: Well, what happened once you got back to camp? You mentioned that you noticed the whole uh, camp was torn. up. Yeah,
2: but you can't can't throw that around. Like, you notice you know, you're like something, like there wasn't a storm so like why is all this crap just like thrown around um but if you like are mentioning it then like instant division between you and the other four people and again i just felt so i just felt so socially comfortable and and that's the that's like honestly the scariest part of it for me was that i i you always see on tv the minute you're comfortable that's when you're going home and it's it's nerve wracking to feel comfortable out there. Like you you're forcing yourself to be nerve wracked the entire time, because if you're comfortable, you should be worried. And if you're worried, it's because you're in a bad position. So it's like, Oh no, you're nervous the whole time. And Oh yeah. But I mean, I didn't feel like I needed the, I didn't feel like I needed the, the idol um, at that time had I found the idol, because obviously I looked for that thing, but had I found it, um, I was going to either walk in, if I was either going to walk into camp and just toss it and say, whoever wants this, pick it up right now. Or I was going to ask somebody at the challenge, I was going to say, I was literally going to pull it out and say, like, John, before we get to the challenge, can I ask the other two tribes something? And if he said yes, and I was going to say, I found this idol, or me and my tribe found this idol, and we don't want it. Do any of you guys want it? Raise your hand. First one who raises their hand gets it. I was gonna do that if I found it. Um, because I, I don't I don't feel like you oh. need the idol. Like I feel like that just adds an extra layer to any like you have an idol, that adds an extra layer to your game that you honestly don't need. It's so much extra stress. Now you have to worry about playing it right. It's uh it's just a whole it's a whole thing. I, I think if you can do it without the idol, it's even more badass. So That's, that's my opinion on, on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's uh, honestly, I love just drama related moves like that. And I really wish you had an opportunity to do one of those because it just makes,
2: (laughs) I I had a, you know what? I had a necklace that I turned into a fake idol. It was this key uh, that's actually a bottle opener. And then like this, this little shell and I like kind of tied it to make it look like an idol. And I didn't know if it was going to pass, And I was so prepared to use it um, if I had to. And I I really wish I would have pulled it out at the tribal that I went home and just kind of said, like, look, I don't know what's going on tonight. But um, if you guys are voting for me, change your vote and figure it out because I'm not going home. Uh, I wish I could have done that, but (laughs) I had no idea. Obviously, that's blindside. That's how blindside it works. Right. So perfect. But uh, yeah, man, it's. It's definitely – uh idols are definitely, in my opinion, just something that I, I don't need for my game. I think they're fun for my game. I think they're fun for what you said, drama. But I don't think I would need a, uh, an idol to, like, propel my game.
0: Well, speaking of drama, was there any drama that night before the third day?
2: Um, You know – so Bruce had made a few comments to me um, that weren't, you know, I, I just kind of shoveled off, but they weren't like my favorite thing to hear, if that makes sense. Like there there were times where he would say he things get that pretty heated get...
1: in that very last challenge. Like, between yeah, yeah. 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 No, some, but I mean, it's tension there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just some, just little things where I felt like he was kind of picking on me and I I always tried to laugh it off and I, and I knew that he was never coming from a place of malice because Bruce is, you know, one of the nicest people ever. He's a, he's a pastor. Like that guy is a saint, but I just think that there was a little bit of social uh, unawareness on his part because he was trying to relate with somebody my age. And I, and I, and I give him a lot of credit for going out of his way to try and do that. Um, but, like, there was a time where he made a comment about my nostrils. He said, why are your nostrils different sizes? I don't know if you can say, biology? like, So, you know, it's, it's the little things like that. Uh, I was starting to get irritated, and there was a moment where he had left the camp, and it was just the rest of us. Um, and I think it was David that kind of spoke up and said, hey, man, like, we all notice what's going on, and we just want to let you know that we're not okay with that. And that was really reassuring to me. Um, that one, I wasn't going to be the first one out of our tribe to be gone. And two, that I had people that, you know, not only like had my back in the game, but that they, that they actually cared about me. Like they were, they were nice and like, you know, they, they were there to, they were there to make friends just like me. So that was definitely cool. Uh, the other drama that was really going on was, I think Jen started to feel kind of the heat. I, I think she started to feel kind of paranoid. And she had some minor scrambling going on. Um, and I, I honestly think it kind of resulted in her downfall because it was so preemptive. I think, had she just stuck with the original plan, and, you know, hey, we'll figure it out if we have to go to tribal after we get rid of Bruce, because we were already kind of set for one tribal. It was if we, you know, are. It, it had she not tried to speed up the game too much, I think she would have outlasted Christine tenfold. I and obviously I would have rather have had Christine because I knew that Jen had played, and Christine and I, we had like such a mother son connection um, that I knew she was never going to vote me out. Um, so I would have much of rather have kept Christine, uh, obviously, and obviously she stayed. But at the time, you know, they were going to vote Christine out um, because of. You know, she was having her feet problem and you know, that just that whole mess. So they were originally gonna vote her out until Jen started scrambling really hard.
1: Hmm.
0: Anything else to add, Ryan?
1: Uh, no, we I mean, first pretty, pretty much covered the Zika dynamics area. Yeah, I pretty much getting the same story and confess with you know, Bruce kind of ostracizing himself. And which is funny that's because the whole like him going off by himself. Um, obviously when you do that like in the game, like and talk I'm like oh what's he doing looking for idols and like he truly was not so it was like really funny whenever that all came up in confession like, at the game kind of hearing what he was actually doing but yeah it's, it's kind of the thing where you know you know, perception is reality where you know if so even if you're not doing anything malicious or sneaky when you go out by yourself like if it looks like that that's going to be a reason you know people are going to use to vote you out No, it was, it was pretty kind of clear that like I said like from the day one into day two that Bruce and then some order of griffin John, we're probably going to be the first couple boots from the Zika tribe, and then um, I really would have been interested to see what happened from there. Like, had that fight, had to go to another vote, um, did not have to break to really,
2: yeah. And I mean, just further proof that, like, you know, Bruce, like, here's an example Bruce is like so polite and so nice that he would like he would go to the porta potty to blow his nose cuz he didn't want to like gross out any of the women and like that sort of thing almost in a way bit his ass because he was sneaking off so much and nobody knew what the hell was going on um the other thing that um i think kind of screwed him was was bobby man and bobby i mean aside from bruce you know and his and his social um stuff but like Bobby, day two, when we wake up, he goes, listen, like last night I saw Bruce, when he was stoking the fire, I saw him go into the, into the, uh, the bag of, uh, like plywood or whatever the stuff was, the starch, I don't know, and he pulled out like a, a smaller bag and then like shoved it in his pants, and we were all like, what, like, oh my gosh, and I didn't even care if he had the idol or not. I was like, oh, a name just got thrown out there? I'm on board. Like, I don't care. <laughs> they, But uh, I, I think Bobby kind of painted that target on him just a little bit bigger. Um, it ended up being food that we all enjoyed later on anyways. But I think the fact that he was, like, looking through it um, kind of freaked out everyone else on the tribe. <laughs> because it, it became clear afterwards, like, after we'd found what was in there, um in the sawdust. That's what it was. In the sawdust. Ever, after we'd found what was in the sawdust, we all knew that Bobby was telling the truth. That he saw him go into the sawdust and pull something out. And it ended up, you know, being true. But that also made me kind of be on edge about Bobby because Bobby was, I knew that he had lied about Bruce was putting it away in his pants. He said that he had, like, put it in his stuff or, like, in his pants or something. He said that he had took it, and I knew that he didn't take it because it was back in the sawdust. <clears throat> so that was kind of the first moment where I knew Bobby was here to, here to play. Um, but, man, Bobby's a great player. Bobby's fantastic.
1: So going into, like, the next day with, like, you know, the Muti Challenge and the Tribal councils and you kind of already kind of explained, like, why the votes went the way they did the most part. Um, what did it kind of what did it like really feel like? Finally, like writing someone's name down, knowing that you were ending their game, essentially.
2: Uh, so man, I was so freaking excited! You have no idea. I wanted to go to I've tri- <laughs> wanted to go to Tribal Council forever, and uh, y- you know, it's it, like I'm just saying conceptually, like it's very very cool to go to Tribal Council. But here is something that people who watch the show will never be able to understand you guys know just as well as me that when you're sitting on that chair and you think that you think you're in the know you think you have the plan going on, you still have that voice in the back of your head that's telling you it could easily be you right now, and you have no you have nothing shielding you like it's all. So it's it is a nerve wracking feeling whether you are right or wrong because you honestly have no idea what anybody else is going to do until those names are written down. and it is a truly 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 crazy. It's it's a crazy mind game sitting on that stump. Really, like that was something that blew my mind was how uncomfortable I felt being comfortable on like in the vote. Um, I I do,
0: and unlike real you know you've got things like a live audience and you've got drums yeah yeah and that was also was a lot.
2: freaky too the, yeah yeah no the, the the aesthetic that they added is also always i mean that was really cool the drums man that was making my heart race when you pick it back up when john during
1: out. like every single tribal council was so good it's like just like this constant like deer in the headlights like oh shit it I mean, like, like whenever people, people were talking answering John's question like he was like he just was just staring off like yeah like he said it's like oh my god like I think I'm good but just like he, he, just like having a like epiphany but like a um, yeah really I was having like one. a
2: mid-teen crisis dude like every vote <laughs> it was crazy uh, tribal council is so much fun I do want to just say that like I because this is like if I have any one regret in the game it would be though I I don't know it was the way like it was the way that I gave the confessional when I voted Bruce out and I do want to apologize if you're listening Bruce um, I was a little harsh I'm sorry uh, and I shouldn't have wrote your name wrong because uh, yeah that was mean uh, but aside from that that was a that, I mean that was like the first vote where I got to establish trust with with a group of people and it felt good because I felt like I was good within that group. I, 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 I didn't feel like I was on the top. I didn't feel like I was on the bottom. I just felt like I was in, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I just felt so comfortable within that five that it, it was, it was a no brainer for me to move forward with. I, I had an opportunity because because Ra- Jen was coming to Rachel really hard and I don't, Rachel actually never told me, but I, could see them like kind of conversing i could see like jen really getting like into the conversation i could tell that she was trying to flip her um and christine had told me i'm never gonna write your name down and so i i had this you know feeling i could pull christine and jen together and maybe i could pull rachel in and then us four could vote out austin bobby and david but then I thought it's so early, and again, there's no swaps. There, I, I wasn't going to play counting on the swaps. I was going to play for the tribe at the time being. And so I just kind of said "I it's too early to shake the game up, and I'll just go with the five. So I, I did end up going with the five.
1: I think the last time I spoke to you like in the game before you guys ended up merging, I think you were still kind of like, maybe feeling like you could play either way between Austin and Rachel and Bobby and David, but kind of from talking to that it sounds like you kind of, you were pretty much, had it gone to five, you would have sided with Austin and Rachel a hundred percent
2: there maybe. Um. So yeah, it's, it's actually interesting because they, they were watching the tribal council and it's a line and it's, it's David. um, It's Bobby. It's Rachel. It's me. And then Austin. And so Rachel was sitting in the middle and I can't see David or Bobby. Um, And so they pull the thing up and they say, we're having our next challenge right now. And me and Austin just turn our heads at each other. And I got to commend Austin also, because if you've ever played or seen Austin play a game of Survivor, that guy – is the most composed person I've ever met in my entire life. Like I was freaking out and I was in the middle. I I had that. It was my decision of who was going to go home that tribal. And I was freaking out because I didn't know what I was going to do. And Austin, I said, you know, who do you want to vote out? And he looked right back at me and said, I don't care whoever you do. And that to me was like a gay moment that I'll never forget. Cause He knew that his fate was in my hands, and he played it off so damn cool. So, I, Austin, that was phenomenal, brother. I've told you that before, but I just got to say it here because that (laughs) is that was crazy to me. Um, But I knew that David and Bobby were not going to split because the time – it was after some challenge, and we were walking over to the water, and David and Bobby had come up to me as a pair and said, hey, do you want to be in like a three? Like you want to lock down this three? And I totally, oh, you know, I, oh, hell yeah, man, this is it. Like, we're the three strongest. We got to run this. Uh, You know, telling them everything they want to hear. But in my head, I knew um, they were never going to go with me over each other. They were best buddies. You could tell the minute that they got into camp uh, that they were best buddies. And so had I had to choose, it was a no-brainer for me to go with Austin and Rachel, given also that I had that information about Austin. Thank you, Will. Um, so that that just <laughs> further drove the fact that I wasn't going to go with David and Bobby um, had it come to that point. I also figured it was getting down to that time where we were going to merge. And at that moment, you know, Bobby had gotten the votes from Christine and Jen, the previous tribal. So I figured if I get out Bobby, that's, you know, least amount of blood on my hands going into the merge. And then I can kind of skate my threat level down and I can kind of slide through for a little bit because Bobby had already had two votes. He was already pegged as the leader of the tribe, you know, whatever. And so it had, it had kind of worked out for me just so simply that had I had to go to tribal again, I was, I was going to go Bobby out. Well,
0: before we move on, uh, I want to hit some pretty uh, important highlights on this day three. First, being the um, Drunken Sailor Challenge with the, with the lopsided wheel that you had oh to stand on gosh, top of.
2: Man. So,
0: first off, this was the first challenge that we had where two teams were going into Tribal Council. So the stakes were higher. Uh, Kia uses an advantage, and this was a very team chemistry heavy challenge uh break down the highlights of this challenge for us and your side Okay, of so
2: just to preface this because I know we haven't really talked much about like me being sick, but I was feeling pretty garbage at this point. Like I'm going to be real, I was puking a lot. Uh I was not feeling good. I I could like feel my back like I could feel my back through my stomach, man. Like I was skin and bones at this point. I was really really hurting. And so, and did, I you, figured, did your tribe it,
1: know that, or were you kind of going off in secret so, too?
2: Oh man, I, I I started out I would go off in secret to vomit, and I'd very you know I'd try and do it as quiet as I could, but it was hard, and, and it was and, and it didn't start out like a lot either. It was just very like weird. I didn't know what was going on, and then um, Jen. I was walking back from I was walking back from like the bathroom or like confessional or something, and Jen like just had to have this conversation with me. Like she just couldn't wait. I was like, "Oh wait, actually, like I gotta run back real quick." She's like, "Oh no, no, wait, hold on." And I'm just standing there, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, just feeling it come up. Like fuck me. I'm oh I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't say that, but I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, I'm so screwed. I'm about to vomit right in front of my tribe mate and it just came out and I just vomited right there. And then I literally played it off and I was like, I have no idea why that just happened. And she was like, Oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. Are you sick? Like, I hope you're okay. Whatever. And then literally not even two minutes later, I walk into camp and everybody, are you okay? And I was like, Jen, you, wow, my Jen, you told everybody. So uh, that was just bad. But um." Honestly, I think think it hurt my game that I didn't tell my tribe that I was not feeling well because people thought that I was running off and looking for idols. That's what Austin told me. Austin told me, he said, dude, I started to not Hmm. trust you when you were going to vomit and I thought you were constantly looking for idols. I was like, oh, well, that's not fair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, so I noticed that you were on the wheel a lot during that challenge, and it was you your your team Zika was in last for basically the majority of the challenge and it seemed to bring out some some pretty tense moments in your team. What was some interesting things that came up during that challenge? Uh chemistry. Um
2: so yeah, man. So uh Bruce well, I mean Bruce and Bruce and uh Austin and Jen were the ones helping. And, you know, as always, Austin is the – he's the quiet one. He's the observer. He's the listener. He's the composed one. He's going to do whatever you ask him the best he can, and that's it. And, you know, nobody's going to get on his on his butt about anything. Um, Bruce was just barking orders the whole time, and, P- and Jen. Jen was so fed up with Bruce. She was like – there was a point where she just – kind of like stood up and was like, okay, then you, you freaking do it. Like I'm done. And then he was like, what? Like, no, like we got to keep going, like, get know, get over here. And uh, th- I mean, there was just so much tension between those two. And then I think like when they, when they started to switch positions and stuff, it just got weird. Like there was a, there was a moment where like Bruce's head was under like <laughs> Bruce's head was like right under my butt. And I was like, Bruce, get your head out from under me. What are you doing down there? There's another moment where Jen's like in front of me and we're going over this big grass bump. And I'm just telling them, keep going, keep going. You have to keep moving. You can't stop it. And uh, I fell forward right on top of Jen, <laughs> like right on top of her. Uh, it was, I don't, I don't know if they ever got it on video or if they ever got a picture of it, but man, that was a funny moment. Um, all around though, that challenge was super fun and it was really challenging. And I, I, I think that was like, I, I think I took the hero role in that because I really just, I, I didn't want to lose. And I, I hate that I did cause I knew I could have been okay either way, but I just didn't want to lose. And so I, I guess that's just the competitor in me coming out when it should have been Survivor smarts. I, sh- I should have took one of the roles um, as a pusher. Um, but I don't actually know who else would have balanced. So maybe it is a good thing. I Actually, no, we, we freaking lost. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> it's like, Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a fun, that was a fun challenge. Uh, regardless of us losing, it was fun. Oh, and it was way funnier at the end when we were all, like, getting off and we were done – and Bruce was still doing the challenges of, what are you guys doing? We need to keep going. And we we're like, Bruce, it's over. We lost. That was, that was funny. Yeah. Good times.
0: Um, I know you guys, I know you talked about the voting process, but kind of a funny thing that we haven't mentioned is that going into that first tribal council for you guys, you and Kia went in side by side to vote back to back, but coming in, it wasn't exactly clear oh. if this was going to be basically style travel council or if you guys would be doing something kind of more funky and there was a moment where john had to clear up about what was actually happening was there what was going through your tribe all right heads?
2: so this is really funny you're, i'm glad you brought the sea will once again man th- this is this is your this is your shining moment man well you're bringing me you're bringing all these great memories back to me man i love it uh yeah we show we show up at tribal and we think it's like the game changers malcolm vote out we're like, what is about to happen? Who are we going to vote for? And we didn't know who was – we didn't know who was, you know, the like the least likely for them to want to keep. Um, I don't – man, I really wish I could – I should go back and rewatch it, honestly, because I can't remember. But Bruce made some comment at the very end. They, He was like, is there anything else that anybody wants to say before we vote? And Bruce said something. And everybody just kind of, like, face palmed. They were like, oh, no. And I think that was the moment right before he explained, like, so we're not voting, you know, you guys know you're not voting together, right? And we were all like, oh, okay. Um, But that actually was the – I've talked with Sam and I've talked with Anthony. They said that was the moment that they decided, like, if we have to vote somebody out on their tribe, Zika, it's going to be Bruce because – me and Rachel, me and Rachel had a really funny conversation um, on the way to Tribal, and it was basically about we're not going to rocks for Bruce. So if it goes to rocks, we're voting Bruce out. Um, and so we we had made that agreement, and so we were so like when when Bruce had said that, we were like face palm, just like oh no, we're gonna be down because they're all gonna vote for Bruce, and we're gonna we're gonna have to vote him out. Um, luckily, it didn't end up going that way. Uh, I think actually, Anthony, Bruce had told Anthony that he was really, really good, like in a good position on his tribe, like in a really, like he told Anthony something like that. And Anthony told his tribe originally, like, we shouldn't vote for Bruce because he's in a really good spot. Or I don't know. I, I it was so weird. I, 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 I don't remember <laughs> why I had heard that, but um,
0: in his, uh, in his, no, so. it's in his
2: episode. Oh, it is the way he actually talks about it. Oh, hell yeah, Yeah. man. That's okay. So just a preface for the listeners. I decided to not listen to any of the ones that have been made already because I don't want to like skew any of my own opinions with uh, other thoughts and other stuff. I want it to be completely fresh, my opinion, my perspective and all that. So yeah, I haven't listened to any of them, but I'm glad that Anthony brings that up. Cause I think that's super funny. Cause that was the complete opposite. There was no way, there was no way. The one strategic conversation that Bruce had had at that point was the one with me, Bobby and Rachel. And I don't think that, um, I don't think he realized that like he was not like kind of in that. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I, man, that's funny. That is really funny.
0: So challenge kind of a big theme of this day and I want to know because I have yet to hear a opinion from Zika about this the gang mentality of Upon and Kia versus Zika. Man. How aware were you? This and you, what is your You thoughts? guys
2: played us like a fiddle, dude. We were sitting down in that corner and we're sitting there thinking we're so pretty. Like we're going to be going all the way to the end because Kia is telling us how much they hate you. You're telling us how much you hate Kia. So we're all sitting down there going, we're smack dab in the middle. Um, I, I I, think because Austin had given the idol to Sam, I don't know how, but I think he like was able to tell her uh, at some point, like, hey, I, I gave you that. And I think she really drove it in, like, oh, Zika and Kia's got to work together to get Upon out or something. Um, but, like, looking around at the tribes, I just kind of, like, knew, I was like, there is no way they want to work with David and Bobby. Like, look at these guys. They're menacing. They're huge. Why, why would you want to go to the end with these two? And –
1: Well, now, uh, now well, was I, it more like you... a personality thing? Or was it – because okay, their track record, Ezekiel wasn't the tribe that was, like, you know, dominating challenges between the first two days. It was just kind of more like just they just looked like they could or, like, David and Bobby – um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of got where it came from, but I was wondering if that it all changed throughout the like days that I'm not actually winning everything.
2: Oh, are you talking to? Are you talking to Will or Are you talking to me?
1: Uh, that was for Will.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> That was for Will.
0: It was for yeah. me. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was for Brendan. <laughs> no, so the way I said it to my tribe is that I see. Half of the people I don't like and half the people I really like, but they're scary. And frankly, I'd rather just all of them be gone before merge. (laughs) So (laughs) that was my opinion on Zika. But overall, we did see them as a threat. And despite there being proof that they weren't the number one team out there, um, we had already solidified a pretty strong bond with Kia. Um, Like we had so many good vibes from Kia at that point it just didn't matter it was just way strategically more advantage just to gang up on zika because then we were in turn protecting each other's tribes i I just want to comment
2: i think that's such a such an important and such like a such a just a beautiful part of survivor that a lot of times like when you're when you're ganging up on like another tribe and and you're coming together with another voting block it has so much to do with just that initial impression And that's so people, so many people take it for granted because they think, oh, I can, I can adjust my game later. But that is such an important thing to note is that you, it's, it's just so crucial that initial like impression when you're, when you're first vibing with another, or as my tribe would say, when you're first gelling with another tribe, it's, it's so, so important. So I'm glad you brought that up
0: what's so funny right is that i mentioned that i didn't like half of zika i won't say who those people are because after the challenge and getting to know the entire cast there's not a single person i dislike the entire cast is wonderful and even uh i will say that you i had kind of negative opinions about at first because you came off as pretty arrogant but then literally
2: it it didn't even
0: make the take till after the challenge for me to figure out that oh wait there's a lot more to this dude than his first impressions but uh i think you were a classic example of first impressions being very different than your actual uh, presence um and and i I think think that
2: i think that for me like especially there's a big difference between first impression and when you speak to me and first impression when you see my demeanor and you see how i'm interacting uh in a group from an outsider perspective and so i definitely don't fault any of you for thinking that because I was a, I was acting like a cocky, arrogant kid, the challenges and all that. So I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And honestly, that was something that caught when I, when it got brought to my attention, I was like, damn, that's something that I really need to work on in my game.
0: Well, all this talk about the, the tribe and tribe alliances, I think if you guys weren't aware of what the situation was like, it became painfully obvious for you guys during the log throwing challenge, um, where there was just a complete, direct, non um, like no one was hiding it alliance with Kia and Upon directly just throwing all of their logs into Zika's baskets. What was your opinion um, on that? How did that challenge I go was, for you? Was I process? was so
2: out of it at that point, dude. I was literally just like walking to grab logs. Jen, I felt so bad because we're like about to vote her out and she's literally giving it her all. I mean, she's making Santa Claus freaking bags of of logs and dragging them on her shoulders, ready to drop these logs down the chimney and stuff. She's great. I mean, I'm serious. She had soul. She brought back five times, if not 10 times more logs than I did. I brought back probably four. She brought back probably like 27, 28, 29, somewhere around there. Like I'm not even kidding. She brought back I remember her carrying back in, in one of the things. She dumps it out. It's like eight or nine. I was like, how are you lifting that? I literally physically can't lift that much. And she oh man, she performed so damn well in that challenge. Um but that it's it just wasn't enough, man. The, you guys were so relentless, but I don't even remember, you know cause I was doing the running back and forth. So I don't really remember you guys throwing it on us. I just remember losing and then hearing about it. And I was like, okay, well that sucks. Um, but I, I mean that was kind of the first moment where it was clear where like we kind of all should stick together. Um, you know, if we, if we have a chance and I, I kind of did think we have a chance. Um, honestly very naive of me to think that given that given that when we were about to merge it was going to go right out the window um but you know i uh i should i should have prepared for like a five four four uh, more properly
0: mm-hmm. well before we get to the actual merge um is there any um when we're talking about voting people off uh not on your tribe but on other people's tribes was there any standout um, like when John reveals here's a new look at Kia or Upon, was there any standout vote outs that took you off guard? So
2: I was pretty surprised when Jason went, but it started to make more sense as I found out that he was telling more and more people about how he knew them and how he knew so much about the game and who he was. Cause I, I knew who he was the minute I saw him. So it wasn't that surprising. Ghana, not that surprising. Um, I I knew that they were because I knew that she was the dress lady from Reddit. And so I knew that as soon as Jason went, I said, okay, who's the next biggest name on their tribe? Donna. Um, I think honestly, there was nobody that really surprised me, but the one person that surprised me that stayed was Luke because Luke had been so sick and he, it was very, very obvious that Luke was sick. And also i I, there was somebody on my tribe. I, oh man, I wish I could remember, but somebody had come up to me and told me, Luke told me that he's screwed if they have to go to tribal again. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well like Luke's gone, I guess. Um, and so when he, when he kept coming back and back and back, I was like, dang, okay, Luke, like, here we go, man. Like this kid's a game player. So that was actually really fun to watch. Um, Cause every single time we always guessed, uh, we always guessed Luke after he got sick, that is
0: gotcha um all right well obviously um no swap happened that day did you expect the merge right before it happened or uh uh, was going to
2: like minutes before i realized i figured you know they're gonna do this fire making challenge and then this this, like something is about to give because we they told us all to bring our our boxes so we knew something was happening we knew we weren't going back to our camp and um or we were and we were going to go back with other people but we knew that something was about to to give and so through those few vote outs that were really stressful um i just kind of like figured like we're we're probably about to merge here um and so as soon as as soon as john once the challenge finished and john just kind of rounded us up and he kind of turned, I just knew it. I, right away I was like, all right, this is it. Like he's about to say, we're merged. So that was an amazing, amazing feeling. Um I guess I'm dateable now. Um <laughs> in the words of Kat. <laughs> uh I'm I'm a dateable person now. Um, so yeah, I mean I it's it's a milestone that every every player wants to meet. And and I'm really proud that I was that I was able to meet it. It's very, very cool of me. <laughs> Very, very
1: cool for me too. (laughs) Anything you want to add, Ryan? Well no, it's the first year ever of having the merge over like two full days, basically two nights and two days. Because typically in the past we've always like merged like at some point on that Saturday. So there's kind of merged like into the evening, like this it kinda just all plays out Sunday. So that was kind of a cool thing. We were looking forward to is having this really big merge um to play out not just over like a couple hours but over like an entire you know evening, then a full day, then one more evening and one more day, and I think and I think like I said, kind of the top of the hour was I think we got pretty much what we wanted out of it. there was a lot of time for our dynamics to change i mean in, in the past just because the game moves so quickly where you enter the merge, you just had that tendency to stick with where you're working you already know, and you only have so many hours left where like why why change it now if it's working you um, And I think this year giving that extra time, you know, just for the merge try to truly become like a merged try really added a lot to the game. And I mean, unfortunately for Brendan, not so much for him, but um, you know, different dynamic changes possible, I think would have been different had we done a swap that night and then kind of did maybe three or four more rounds of a spot tries for like a merge of like nine or 10, um, So it's definitely, like I said, just, you know, very exciting to watch all play out and kind of see, you know, all those different people finally interacting. Really for the first, I think even in the past few years, we've had, you know, kind of pseudo swaps, or at least, like, opportunities for, like, tribes to kind of mingle. And we try to kind of accomplish that via, like, in-between challenges, having all the tribes kind of conglomerate in, like, one single area. Um, Yeah, it's just kind of cool to just kind of see all those three tribes get to the point where now they're all interacting with each other and, you know, having to talk about boats and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's a nice night for us to kind of go into and watch and see, you know, here.
0: Now, Brendan, did you, I know you talked about that you were pretty sticking close to your own tribe and focusing on that. Did you have any other, um, like remnants of a Alliance or teammates yeah, outside. So, so this is
2: something that I actually, looking back on, I wish that I would have capitalized on because I think just being out there and not having food, not having water, uh, or I mean having water, but obviously not enough, um, is, is, you know, it can kind of like cloud your thoughts. And I, and I didn't even notice this until like two weeks after the game ended. But uh, the morning after we had woken up, well, I guess I'll start on, on the night that we merged. Luke, unprompted, like, I didn't even, I didn't even come up to him or anything. He, you know, we're sitting next to each other and he just kind of tells me, Hey man, I know you feel dead in the water right now, but I got you. And your, your tribe is going to be okay. And I was like, uh, okay, like, let's talk later then. Like That's the best thing I've ever heard. Like, I thought I was done screwed, like eight versus five, whatever. Um, And I, I just was, you know, okay. Yeah, no, we'll talk later. So I had I was feeling good about that. Um and I figured the the first night I didn't want to I didn't want to over strategize. I didn't want to be in the groups that were running off. I figured I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to let these people think that I am this dumb kid who's never going to look for the idol, who's never going to go and do this and that, which ended up being the exact reason that I was a safe vote to vote out, I guess. However, I never really got to play at the merge. Um, which was kind of upsetting when I woke up the next morning, I had the confessional. And when you're walking back, they tell you, you guys all need to walk together. Don't stop walking to talk. Just keep going. You can talk on your way back though. Um, so I was with, I was with Gracie and Stephanie, um, and, or Julia, I'm sorry, not Stephanie. What am I saying? I was with Gracie and Julia and, uh, they were they, like I was in front of them, and they they kind of slowed down, and I think it was Gracie who just kind of asked me. She was like, "How do you like? What how do you feel right now? Like, what what are your thoughts on the game?" And I don't know what I said. It was just some generic like, "Oh, I I don't really know. Like, we just got to go and like see what happens, I guess." But looking back, I was like, "Man, why did I not say anything? Like, I could have I could have done something there." Um. So that was definitely another thing that I I wish I had um capitalized on. But yeah, the, the just for the most part, that Luke thing was, was pretty strange um, to me that he had come up and just kind of unprompted told me that I was going to be okay. Um, the other thing that I also want to talk about on the night of the merge was, and this actually ties into my vote for Anthony winning. Um, part of the reason that I voted for Anthony to win, he sold me on one answer of his, which was, I don't know who asked the question, but it was, what's something that you would like to make a comment on um, that hasn't really been highlighted here in Final Tribal Council or some some part of your game that you haven't really talked about yet. And he said, I felt like I had at least one genuine conversation, one real conversation, out. No, not game-wise, not any of that, with at least every single person sitting on the jury. I was the first member of the jury. And in that one night that I was sitting in the same tribe as Anthony – me and him had like a three hour conversation that was really, really nice. And he told me all about his job. I got to know him really, really well. And that one conversation, while it's kind of unfair because Louie was striking the Flint for three hours trying to get us fire, But that one conversation honestly won my vote over. Cause I, I, it was, that was a moment for me that I felt like was a genuine, was a genuine real conversation. And when he said that, that really resonated with me. So Um, yeah, I guess that's just another little cool survivor tidbit. Well, fun fact about my vote, but yeah.
0: Well, before we get to more behind your vote, let's talk more about your vote out, which unfortunately was the first one of the next day. through a uh, process Um, here. So
2: we get out of the first individual immunity challenge and I am literally so gassed. I have no energy. I feel like I'm about to die. Um, And I get over to the to like the waiting area, and I'm kind of like huffing and puffing, and it's just super awkward and silent. And I think Rachel kind of like she I was like kind of bent over, and Rachel like hit me and was like Brendan. She like looked up and she just gave me the stare. She just looked at me like super weird, and. I didn't, I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize, but that was probably her trying to tell me that I was going to go. I don't know if she knows. I, I honestly still don't even know if she knew. Um, but like looking back on it, if there was anybody trying to tell me like, Hey buddy, they're voting for you. That was the moment because it was really out of nowhere. She just hit me and was like, Brendan. And I was like, what? And she was like, and then other people came up and she said, okay, well, who are we voting for? And I said, okay, well, I I think that we should try and get Justin out because he is the biggest social threat. He's really, I mean, he's physical. He knows how to talk at Tribal. We should get this guy out. Um, and I had talked with Anthony earlier um, in the game about. Um, I talked with Anthony earlier in the game about getting Justin out because Anthony brought up to me that he was threatened by Justin because. On the way to the challenges, Justin would be hopping from one person to the next, talking to them like pretty one-on-one. So I always felt like, crap, you know, I, I got to get Justin out. So right away, I, I felt like, okay, I'll try. You know, I I could try and slide by and 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 you know, who do you guys want to vote for? Or I can try and survive this one vote on the bottom, reintegrate at four four four, and then kind of make my moves from there. Um, unfortunately I was the one that ended up getting voted out, but, um, I also had that fake idol that I could have pulled out. Cause here's the thing. Like if if you're in a vote and you, you usually know two names, if you're in a vote, you usually, and and you're, and you're on the right side of the vote, you usually know two names, you know, person that's going home and you know, the person that they are going to vote for. And I didn't know the person that Justin was going to vote for. And so to me, I should have known right away, Hey buddy, they're probably going to vote for you. Um, something that I learned the hard way, obviously afterwards. So in that moment, when I, when I, when I realized, Hey, I don't know the other half of this vote, I should have said to myself, okay, it's time to pull out this fake idol and, and possibly say something. The, uh, the one thing that I will say though is that it honestly is a blessing that I did because the fact that I got voted out might have saved my life, <laughs> to be honest. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's my vote out. It wasn't 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 anything too special. Just uh um, just uh, I think I was more of a sacrificial lamb. Somebody. Well, I think what it came that, down to, right, this, from
1: my perspective, was that up to kind of be obviously one of the Zika's going, and I think that's what the criteria ended up being. Was I think Rachel and Austin had kind of at least made themselves like available to more people, or like the, like the two Zika's people wanted to work with the most. Um, everyone at that point was still at least still going to night, going like that first thing in the morning was David and Bobby were like the biggest threats, but they were also the two who potentially had advantages or idols that they're just for those two guys to work with Austin and Rachel because of this. Um, yeah like it really just left and Brendan is kind of the safe and easy middleman the biggest threat not the people people want to like the most it's just kind of like he's the one that can kind of be the most expendable and that's kind of I think especially in the seasons with larger merge tribes and that's kind of an, ends up being what happens just like you know when you got 13 people just find the one person who's going to like upset the least amount of people kind of being Brendan unfortunately for him
2: yeah, un- unfortunately. No, well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Spot yeah. On. Yep. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's um, it's. It, I mean, it. it I, when you get out of the game, you're like, I wonder why I got voted out. But it, it does make total sense. I I would have done the same thing had I, you know, not known. Um. Well, I mean, I guess it's good on their part because David did have an idol, right? Did Bobby have an idol? I don't even know. Bobby, um, Bobby did not have. Okay. Well. I mean, yeah, good on them. They they made the right move. Um, also, I was about to run in there and tear that shit up. Had I had I not been voted out, so yeah, good on those guys. <laughs> like, right? we're out there and
1: <laughs> dies What would have done, but yeah, yeah,
2: probably, probably. That's <laughs>
0: funny. Ponderosa experience was a little oh, bit different, works. but it's fun thank goodness for our production team and thank you so much for kirk for providing the live stream because then it actually ended up being very crucial to the game system for you being able to still understand what was happening in the game um obviously you've be in touch with the rest of the jury to talk with them but that was a very small part of your experience and the majority was honestly just watching the game from your phone on a hospital bed you want to Talk about yeah, that a little so, bit more when it's specifically um, your decision to vote.
2: Yeah, so uh, just a little preface. Um, I think it's really important to mm. note that the production team of Survival Challenge is just phenomenal. Uh, Ian, I, I can't pronounce his last name for the life of me. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Ian, <laughs> the guy, the guy who owns the property that Survival Challenge is played on, um, he drove me to the hospital, man. And he, he, you know, you're, you're fresh out of the game and all you can think about is what, what happened. He just eased my nerves and calmed my mind so much. Like he was just so awesome to talk to for hours. He never left my side. He, he was like, he, he just made that experience so much more comfortable for me. Um, so thank you, Ian, if you're listening, I really appreciate that. And then also, um, Also Jillian from – Jillian Larson from Survivor Gabon. Um, She is just one of the sweetest, nicest people I've ever met, dude. She came and spent the night like in the hospital basically with me until they had to kick her out. And then, uh, yeah, she stayed all night. Like She was so nice. She told me all about her survivor experience. She just made my hospital stay like – Oh, it was just so cool. Like how often do you get to talk to somebody that's on your favorite television show and can give you all the insider scoop. So like, yeah, I'm in the hospital and yeah, I heard all over, but man, this is such a cool, awesome conversation that I'm getting to have. So Jillian uh, made that so much better. Um, I love that woman so much. And also I think it's pretty, pretty important to note that no matter what edit, any of these people get on television they're all good people there's there's a lot of them that get horrible edits and they are phenomenal phenomenal people so if you're listening and you haven't played and you watch survivor don't hate people that get bad edits because they're also good people i used to be one of those people that i met and then i met like abby maria and i met jillian larson people who got portrayed as you know Bozos, and guess what? They are like the sweetest, coolest. I want to party with them people. So, yeah, take that.
0: Side. <laughs> yeah. Then you've got the people who you love, who are just above and beyond what you could possibly imagine. Example A being Bob yes, Crowley. Yes. Which is
2: Bob is <laughs> holy cow. I I I think I've told this story to almost every single person on the cast of our season, but the original moment. Before I knew that David was Bob's son, I went up to um, when I, like it was like the first time that I saw Bob and he had walked by right when we had met um the other four people, and this is like right at the very beginning and he walks by and I you know went up to David and I, wrapped, put my arm around his shoulder and I said hey David, you know look at how cute Bob looks in his Crocs man, I said look at that guy he's so yeah. cool. <laughs> And David gave me this, like, what the hell did you just say to me stare? Because obviously it's his dad. And he's like, does this kid know? Like, how in the world does this kid know who my dad is? And so hours later, you know, we're in camp. And, oh, David, what do your parents do? He's, oh, my dad's actually Bob. And I was like, hey, man, uh, would you have voted me out had I trash talked your dad? <laughs> it was just a really, really funny situation. But Bob is – such a stand up guy, he is just phenomenal. I love that man. I love that man. I can't wait to go back and see him tomorrow or tomorrow. What am I saying? I'm, I'm, no, I'm sorry, I can't wait to go and see him uh next week. i wrote a text that said tomorrow. Sorry, but yeah, I, I can't wait to go and see him uh um next year when we uh when we go back.
0: That's all good to hear that you're coming yeah, back. To yeah, you. I'm gonna
2: come back. And um, back. Any
0: other information? So that was your uh decision for voting for anthony in the end
2: yeah yeah i mean uh just anthony's a great guy um louis louis played a great game uh and i i got to learn more about Louis's game actually we went to breakfast the next morning um me and louis did and i got to learn a lot about his game through that the problem is that i never had a real moment in the game with louis like i never talked I never talked to Louie one-on-one until after the game was over. And that, I think in part of that was just me being voted out so early um, at the merge. So that, um, I think that kind of hindered my vote towards him. I, I really think like – because I never got to play with either of the two guys that I had to vote for to win. So who am I going to vote for? It's going to be the guy that I became friends with. Um, and I think that also taught me a lesson about how important the social game really is over the strategic you know, aspect of the game.
1: Anything else you want to add,
0: Ryan?
1: Uh, I mean, no, I think it's pretty, you know, pretty much covered most of the game. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, definitely, Brendan definitely leaves his mark as the person who probably came the closest to, like, actually dying um, due to conditions <laughs> in the game. So there's always That's that. Funny. But, it's, it's, I mean, you know, I think, I remember talking to Brendan about this, but, you know, I think he was kind of timid or kind of nervous to, like, alert production. that Like, you know, he was really, like, not just, like, oh, I'm kind of sick, like truly feeling like garbage. Um and like obviously, you know, if if you throw up like we're to oh crap, so and so sick, we gotta you know take a hospital pull in the game. We're gonna do all that we can to get him, you know, proper care and attention in the game so we can still compete. I think I honestly, I think had we known he was feeling like such crap, like but maybe like you know, a day or two into the game, I think we probably just been just better monitoring his fluids or whatnot or intake, but. I think because, you know, we did we tr- like truly we did not know. I think I I think I I knew that he once. Um but like, you know, so did Logan and Ste- uh, Stephanie as well. So just kinda of from just some general dehydration. But I think had we known how serious his condition was, and there was definitely things that we could have done to prevent the ultimate outcome from happening. And I I mean, I always wonder too, I'm like, you know, I wonder truly if his body was just running on so much adrenaline where had he not been voted out when he did, like would he have just still passed out five minutes later at the next challenge, or would he have still managed to somehow keep going and have his condition just get that much worse. So it's just important to, I think, you know, just a reminder to just be as honest as possible with the production team. Cause I mean, you know, we want to make sure everyone there is not going to die. Um, I think that's one of the things that from the beginning or inception of the, the challenge was the first two years, the first year was there was two goals. It was, have no one die and have and not make fools of the whole production team. So, um, they accomplished that, but yeah, no, like I said, just kind of a good reminder to, um, you know, if you feel like crap and it's, and, and I get it, like, you don't want to like appear super weak to your tribe or, you know, whoever else is watching, but, um, you know, conditions are real out there and it's definitely good to, you know, let us know when you're hurting so we can do whatever we can to, you know, keep you healthy.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's, that's such an important thing that, um, I touched a lot on that on the reunion. That was, if you are going to play this game, survival challenge, survivor, whatever, they don't be afraid to tell production that you're feeling sick because so many people do. And it's the ones that tell production that, that get the help that they need and feel better. Um, I was hiding it because I was worried that I was going to get mad at back or that it was somehow going to get brought up to my tribe that I wasn't feeling well and I didn't want that. But they're, it, it's, it's not, it's not going to happen like that. They'll keep it to themselves. They'll help you. And ultimately your tribe will, you know, not accuse you of looking for idols when you're going off the vomit. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Well, uh, closing out here, is there any final thoughts uh, that you haven't mentioned and any other final regrets of things that you would have changed? Honestly, you seem pretty, uh, happy with how you did. You made the merge, and it could have actually been a really p- big problem if you made it further game. But is there any big things that you, let's just say that the health thing wasn't an issue, right? And we pushed that aside like that didn't exist. What is like some of the biggest things you would have changed to I, possibly get yourself I to
2: reach? I would have definitely pulled that idol out at that tribal that I was leaving. Even if I had to admit to everybody the next vote, this isn't even a real idol. I I just said that so you guys wouldn't vote me out and you know screw this thing, whatever. That would have been better than just holding on to it and saying I was going to do it and I didn't do it. I, I really wish that in that moment I would have pulled it out and said, hey, look, I'm not going home and I'm not going to tell you who I'm voting for. So if you guys don't want me to decide, then you're going to figure it out right now. And that's what I should have said. Um, but it's a learning experience and... Part of the beauty of survival challenge is that there are so many people like me who love the game that get to go and play this, and hopefully, one day, well, a couple of us will be on the real thing, and we can put, you know, these these lessons that we've learned to the test, and we can, uh we can make it come full circle, and, and maybe one of us can pull out a win, right?
0: <laughs> That's what well, we can Ryan hope for. Can
2: pull out a double win. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh any other final thoughts from you uh Ryan? Um, I'm trying to think here oh, I guess one last question to Brendan like you know game moves, like moves this your biggest positive takeaway just your experience from beginning to end um
2: my my biggest takeaway from this was you know like my my circle of my my survivor spectrum before I had done survival challenge was so small because I I would watch Survivor you know I'd watch Survivor in my college dorm room alone like I I didn't have friends that liked this show and I I had my brother and my brother has a job and he's a lot older than me and I and I don't get to see him every Wednesday and so I was on my own like my love for the show was all through me. And so when I found this community and I found wow, there are so many people that are just like me. They're these they're these game oriented people that wanna go out here and they wanna and they wanna go on the adventure of a lifetime and they love this TV show like I do. That was the biggest takeaway because I've made so many good friends. I've met you two. I mean, Ryan, we just went to Orlando. Um, I mean, it's just been it's just been a wild, wild ride. Um, all the people that I've met have just, you know, it's made everything so much, so much. I mean, it's made Survivor more fun for me. Like I, I get, I get to talk with people about the show that I love and they have a deeper understanding and they don't think I'm a complete weirdo for, for, you know, loving it so much.
1: Do <laughs> <laughs> fun thing to yeah, do every yeah, year, yeah, right?
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> Mine's yeah, still thinking we're uh, friends that watch it too now. So it makes it less weird.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, I just want to say, man, thank you so much for doing this. You are amazing, dude. You do a fantastic job at this. And you're the man, man. <laughs>
0: that, that means a lot you're to me. The man. man. I, love, <laughs> I love nothing more than just to hear guys' stories. And, uh, you know, I do this for you guys because you guys have so much that you want to talk about. And, you know, as much as I love this game, I recognize how passionate you guys are even more than me. Um, and I just want to give you guys that outlet to really tell your story in full and also give you a chance to really just clear ahead because, you know, weeks, months, maybe years after this game, you'll still be running through those what if scenarios. And uh, it's just a good time to not only get it all out, but to get it documented. And I think that's really important for such a unique life Absolutely. experience.
2: For sure.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining me, guys. It's been a fantastic episode um hope you guys have a great week and we'll hear uh, see you next time on behind the player